Hey everybody and welcome. You are listening to Lox LaRue's Locker Room. Join me each episode with a different special guest. We'll be breaking the locks off toxic masculinity one locker at a time. This week I'm joined by the majestic Didactic MK, who is a spiritual rap artist. Today, me and Didactic talk about the terms studs and femmes in the black queer community and the benefits of balancing masculine and feminine energies. Please note that the conversations between me and my guests are purely based on our own thoughts and experiences. Now with all that in mind, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello everybody and just before we start, here is a lesson in masculinity 101. In the US, the free article rule was the most common law that specifically targeted the queer community. The law, popularised by law enforcement in the 1940s, 50s and 60s, stated that one must have on at least three articles of clothing from their assigned sex at birth, or they would be arrested. For example, if you were assigned female at birth but were caught wearing trousers and a shirt. Hi everybody and welcome to Lox LaRue's Locker Room. Glad to have you all here again and today I've got a very special guest with me. I've got Didactic MK. Hi Didactic. Hiya. How are you today? Yeah I'm good. I feel yeah I feel very positive and lively. That's great. (laughs) That's good. Have you got any plans this Sunday? Are you just gonna have a creative one or just a restful one? (laughs) Um, yeah, a bit a bit of creative one. I've got some photos to edit and um, and then I guess chill out tidy my room that's about it sounds sounds good sounds productive um so let's get straight on with the conversation shall we so um I've got a question to kick us off so um growing up um I always like to start this the podcast off this way could you tell us a bit what it was like growing up for you like just your general experiences then we'll sort of get a bit deeper into the questions and stuff like that (laughs) yeah um growing up uh, where do I start (laughs) um (laughs) It was yeah. It was it was an experience. Um, I when I was very young, my father passed away, so I didn't really, I didn't know my father as much. Um, I just heard stories about him that he's a he's he was a rapper, um, but he actually had schizophrenia and um, yeah, a lot of things took over and he committed suicide. Um, I didn't know I didn't know that until like. I didn't know the full story really until I was probably about 11 so it was just quite hard hitting there was a lot going on um there was a lot going on at home as well that I had to deal with and um I remember going into school and I feel like I was when I look back now I was kind of like I think I was just an angry kid like I was just so angry there was so much anger there with everything that was happening at home and I guess some things that were going on inside of me psychologically that I didn't quite that I probably wasn't aware of, like with my, what happened with my father, like even though I didn't know, I feel like it must have affected me in some way. So it always kind of subconsciously, you know, kind of affects you. Um, Yeah, Uh, then when I was in secondary school, obviously I was experiencing um, like learning about my sexuality. And I remember Actually, uh, funny because the uh, was, when was it? Yesterday or two days ago, um, I was like having a moment where I was reminiscing, and I went onto YouTube and I was like, "Oh, who's this artist?" There's this artist called um, Flip on Deck. I think she's changed her name now, but um, I went to search her on YouTube, and basically, she was someone that I listened to when I was younger. She was this um, 
lesbian, she was this lesbian from America. She uh, wrote her own rap music and did her YouTube videos. And she was just someone that I kind of like looked up to. I guess she was the only person that I kind of knew of on YouTube or even knew of in a way that was like gay because at that time, it's so weird. We've changed so much at that time. Like, when was that? That must've been 2000 and, 2008 things were very like taboo back then. And I also was just like very much, I don't really like the term in the closet because I've never really, when they, people say, have you come out? I've never really come out. I just do what I do when people find out. They, do you know what I mean? I don't have to say anything, but um, I was kind of closeted. And um, when I was in school and I was, you know, I was like, okay, like I like this girl. And it was just different for me. Um, but at school, I think people knew that I was different. So a lot of people treated, not, I don't know, kind of saw me differently, treated me differently. Um, and I was kind of like that outsider. So secondary school was hard in that sense with me, like inside of myself, like um, what was going on inside. But I was always a great, like, uh, what do you call it? I always made great achievements. So I always did well in my lessons. Um, and I think a lot of it was to do with, when I look back now, I feel like a lot of it was to do with trying to be seen. So that was my way of being noticed by the teachers, being noticed by other people about how good I was. And that was just my way of, hey, like I'm here. Um, so I really did focus on my lessons and um, was kind of a teacher's pet in a way. Um, but yeah, just quite a bit of an outsider. But yeah, and now like, I've as because I've always had that, that thing of you know doing doing my best and working hard I've kind of thrown myself into so many different opportunities because like in that sense I'm not afraid to do that um, and that's brought me such a long way so like in 2015 um, I what did I what was it I got the Stonewall Youth Campaign of the Year um, and that was like, that really, that was the highest achievement for me. I was like, rah, like, this is awesome. And Stonewall um, shared my, my video and like lots of people saw it. And I was like, rah, like maybe I should really step into this music thing. Like I'm actually all right. And yeah, since then I've just been taking lots of opportunities and also in my music as well. And yeah, I'm here now. And I just, I look back on things. And I don't look back in like too much sadness. I'm happy about where I've come from it at all. It's like building blocks to where I am now and where I'm going to be. So, yeah. Wow, that, that's really that's really good. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, no worries. Some of the highs and lows. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you mean about being a teenager. Sometimes if stuff happens, it can be hard to process, can't it? And yeah, obviously I, um, I my parents went through a divorce and I struggled to process that. And obviously with my sexuality as well. Um, <clears throat> So we can move we can move on to more towards your music in a bit, but I just wanted to um, touch on some of the things that you said. So if we um, talk a bit a bit more about focus a bit more on sexuality and stuff, if we're linking this like women with toxic masculinity, I think it, I was wanting to ask about um, how you felt with your identity and like if you had to with like masculinity and femininity or what other people perceive it to be. Um, I think from. From the perspective of being a lesbian, it's like um, in the past, I kind of saw myself as very, I don't know how to speak, like very tomboy and kind of like, yeah, more masculine. And that was when I was um, 
especially when I was in secondary school. Having said that, you know, like what I was saying before, the um, the YouTuber. So obviously when I was on, on YouTube, there was also other YouTubers that kind of were linked to our channel and they're very like masculine lesbians. And so I kind of, because they were who I was looking up to, I was kind of feeling like that as well myself. And um, I kind of had this uh, assumption or this feeling that I had to be um, masculine and that my partner, whoever that would be, would be uh, feminine. Um, there's also this, um, I don't know if you've heard of these terms, studs and femmes in the uh, LGBT community. And um, I think there's one for gay people as well. They've got like their own like little labels of who's feminine and who's masculine. And um, yeah, that especially in the in a black gay community that they use these words studs and femme and it's just this feeling of like you have to be one or the other or you can't be in and out and if you're a stud then you have to be very masculine and uh maybe probably like the main the person that have to, has the job the person that's dominant in the bedroom you know all that kind of stuff and yeah for a while like I did feel like I had to stick to that and um I was dating someone or seeing someone um in the past who was quite, I saw her as quite more masculine than me. So I would usually, if we were going out, I would usually dress very, very feminine. And a part of me enjoys to be feminine at times, but also I feel like it was to do with the fact that I felt like I had to. Um, and now I'm like, you know what? I am who I am. I just dress, I dress how I dress. I, I, I'm either dominant or I'm submissive at times. Um, and I have that, very I also believe that we have masculinity and femininity within all of us like I'm a spiritual person and we talk about divine femininity and divine masculinity and I think it's about having balance and being able to just feel comfortable and authentic to show that um, within yourself with whatever situation you're in um, and not worry about trying to be something that you think you should be just being who you are and how you feel yeah, well, um, I'm going to move on anyway to, to your music now, if that's all right. So um, okay. you've done a song lately, actually, that's got the title um, called Less of a Man. So could you tell us a bit about the song um, then? What's it about? Or if one interpretation of it, because I know people can have different interpretations of it, yeah. can't they? Um, so it's based on a true story. Um, I kind of go into so many different areas of my life throughout the whole song and uh, it was birthed from uh, like a, I could say almost like an awakening that I had, but I was with someone and I ended up having like a, a, a panic attack. And, um, but it, within that moment, it's like so many things were being shown to me or even after that, it's like I was reflecting more on my childhood and a lot of the things that I went through. So even the bit in the song where I'm like, why am I screaming? Like literally that actually, that, that happened. Like when I was having my panic attack, I was screaming. And there was this question about around like, why was I screaming? Why was I crying kind of thing? Um, so yeah, it's, it's based on that. And then I kind of, because from, the, from that day, I was very much looking back onto my childhood and the things that I had gone through. So in the song, um, I mentioned, uh, you know, things that ha had happened at home, the way that I had felt, the reasons why I felt like I couldn't voice my opinion or um, the reasons why I felt almost like, um, what's the word? Like, uh, what's the word? Like, un like unworthy or not as worthy, um, like I'm not good enough, feelings like that. 
Um, and actually a lot of it stems from this idea or this feeling that I need to be this strong person, this masculine energy, this person that knows what I want. Um, yeah, that's, that's that in a nutshell. It's, it's very much here, there and everywhere. So many different parts of my life. And um, it's a, it was a very vulnerable song. Like it actually brought me so much stress engineering it. And even now when I listen to it, it's, it's not perfect. And um, I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, this song is stressing me out so much. Um, because of how vulnerable I was and because of what I'm expressing that the whole idea is that I'm, I'm not perfect so I was like you know what let's just leave it as it is I'm happy with it as it is now and I shared it with a few people and they really liked it and I was like let's just put it out like I actually I released it twice I released it once took it down after like three days like no and then released it again afterwards and I made a few more edits and was happy with it there's actually like four or five different versions to that song like I was looking back at all the lyrics that I wrote and I was like damn like I went for I went for a lot just writing this song but yeah I, I really like it um and so you kind of saying that it can one interpretation could be that it's like exploring like your masculine side and stuff because I know the title um did you know why you called it that title or do you think yes, sometimes you can't explain it yeah no it's it's definitely because I felt less of a man. In fact, the person that I was with was like, I really like this person and I really, like, I feel for them so much. And I'm not sure if they feel the same way back. And it's this feeling that I don't feel man enough in those situations. And um, even when I'm around her, or I can't be my most authentic self, or I feel like, I feel weak. Um, she's a very strong woman. And I feel like, it's almost like to be noticed I have to be this bigger person this stronger person um so yeah it's it's definitely about feeling like I need to be more mass uh, more masculine or more strong and that I, sh I shouldn't be seen crying she shouldn't see me cry and all these kind of things so yeah yeah and I don't know if you agree but that kind of relates to what we we're talking about a bit ago doesn't it in a way of like you know in, in relationships and stuff especially like queer relationships how you feel like one of you has to be masculine and feminine would you agree or yeah um so even with all of that being said <laughs> so my my music videos is me being in a place that I'm just literally expressing that vulnerable side of me where I literally feel like where a place where I felt like I needed to be that and that sometimes I still feel like that but I'm very aware that there is no need for someone to be more masculine and someone to be more feminine do you know what I mean like I'm very aware of that and I'm just trying to be more authentic and even when I wrote that song I was very very I was at that point where I felt like I needed to be um so I go in and out of those feelings but I'm like with all of that like I know that there is no need to be and it's just striving to be that person that is just 100% me and authentic in every situation and not worrying about what other people think you know crying when I need to cry because I'm an emotional person I'm a Scorpio hey yeah <laughs> Scorpio <mug. laughs> so, so like just just embracing that but every, people people do feel like that and it's it's a thing that um society makes you feel like you have to be that way yeah yeah and that is good actually because I've experienced that especially I think I talked about it on one of the other podcasts actually with the guests um 
and it's like queer people are sort of conditioned to feel like one one is like supposed to be masculine and one's supposed to be feminine. I don't know if that's mir- trying to mirror like heteronormal, but even in heteronormal, that shouldn't be the case. Um, feel, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's I kind of like with dating as well, or with like exploring my sexuality. I I kind of I kind of felt when I was a bit younger, I was like, oh, do I have to be this way to be with someone or you know, it matching my, I don't know if it links to your style as well. Like I thought, oh, because I've got long hair and stuff, does that mean I have to be um, feminine or, um, which I do like being feminine, but it's, it's kind of good to be, I like to explore, like yourself, I like to explore different masculine and feminine sides of myself. Um, so I don't know if you found that with, with your style as well. Like, do you feel like yeah. you've had, to, like, I think you touched on it a bit, didn't you? Like, do you feel like because you're, you feel like you've got to be feminine you've got to dress this way this way or because you feel like you've got to be masculine you've got to dress this way as well yeah 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 um yeah like there there was a time where I really did feel like that and um I I definitely like like yeah like I said before when I was uh, seeing that other person who was more masculine I was it's like I felt like I had to dress more feminine and be the girl to her boyish kind of that kind of person that makes sense but um I think now I kind of I literally just I dress however I feel in the day and I have masculine vibes some days I have feminine vibes some days like I really love I love wearing boxes like they're so comfortable so I have I I need to get some more actually that's like on my Christmas list but I wear boxes and um but I was actually thinking about this the other day like I um also really enjoy wearing uh what, I don't like the word knickers I don't even know if that's what they if people that's what they actually call them but female pants <laughs> that sounds better <laughs> like <laughs> um yeah I like I like wearing them too at times when I'm feeling very feminine and um so it's just yeah I just I dress however I feel and if I'm feeling masculine I do but I don't dress because I don't dress in a way I don't dress masculine because I feel like somebody else should see me masculine I just dress however I feel at the time um I also like clothes play a big part on like how you feel as well and confidence and um it is interesting um how more masculine clothes that I have would make me feel more uh confident and feminine clothes might make me feel a bit more less confident depending on the environment that's an interesting thing I don't know where that's from could again be like social social norms social uh the way society thinks and feels about feminine and masculinity um but yeah yeah um well I've just got one more thing about style first but I was going to move on to about um the way you express yourself in your music especially with the latest song then um and if that's helped you like express emotions and stuff because I was getting kind of from the song as well sometimes um a lot of if you tie in with masculinity a lot of men or those who identify as like masculine struggle to you know express their emotions it's kind of like the toxic masculinity thing that's um it's kind of like that you can't show your emotions and stuff but with me I've sort of with, with expressing myself I think I've used like my burlesque obviously we talked about style just now um I've, I've experimented with like different feminine or masculine what appear to be clothing and stuff and um, like with my hosting I sort of express my emotions as well like I sort of do it in a comical way um but like you've seen me host haven't you so I, I, yeah. I sort of 
maybe open up in my hosting in certain ways with the audience that I wouldn't necessarily because I have that sort of confidence with my, my performing and stuff um so I think that's been a good outlet like my hosting or my burlesque and dancing and stuff to sort of explore different sides of myself um that have sort of been embedded in me not to explore like you can't explore your feminine or masculine side and stuff so I think that's been a that's been a positive really so with your music do you think that's been that's been good as well because I know you've um possibly like you've explored your sexuality and you've explored different masculine and feminine energies and stuff yeah um yeah music um so yeah are you asking like if music um is has been a, a good way to express my vulnerable sides and yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah um definitely because most of the, like my ep so different like yeah my ep so different is literally things that I want to say but I haven't quite said yet um and it's almost like yeah the music helps me feel confident enough to express that um I don't know I don't know why I think it's because it's something that I love doing just like you said with your burlesque and your hosting like I feel like it's something that I really I really enjoy and um it just makes me feel really alive so with that, I actually feel more confident when I'm in that position. So I will, uh, I can talk, I can rap, sing, uh, make music about the most vulnerable things that I'm going through because right there in that moment, when I'm making music, I'm, I feel safe and I feel safe to do that. Um, and I've experienced great responses from people. So it, it has become, it's literally just become this safe, space for me to actually express those things um and yeah I think my music is a bit of a jigsaw puzzle at the moment in the sense that you know someone's really really listening and they listen to each each song like you you'll understand what I'm going through you'll understand what I'm saying and if it's directed to someone in particular they can hear what I'm trying to say and tell them um whereas if I was to actually just do that and say that to that person it's a bit of a it's a bit of a different different story it's a bit I feel less yeah I feel less confident and a bit more vulnerable I guess yeah is there anything you'd like to leave us with them before we go like um anything we've been talking about or music or just any advice in general uh yeah I think just with everything that we spoke about I think just for anybody that's watching this just like really embrace both sides of yourself just understand that okay maybe you might want to be more masculine or you might want to be more feminine or someone's making you feel like you should be one or the other but within you you hold like both feminine energies and both masculine energies and you should just embrace that no matter who you are what you want to be how you want to be um just embrace those different those different sides and how they contribute to every situation that you're in i would like to thank didactic for coming on to this podcast if you want to catch more of Didactic, then check them out on Instagram at didactic.mk. Thanks for listening to Luxe Locker Room. We'll see you soon. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Luxe Bye. I, I don't know if you've heard the phrase as well. It's I don't. It's not necessarily great lipstick lesbians as well. I think that used to yeah. go around. I don't know if you know more about that term. I forgot about that. Yeah. Heard, yeah, that is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't the best, was it? <laughs> <laughs>